You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Cuss corner. It's cuss corner. Cuss corner. It's cuss corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's cuss corner. It's cuss corner. Cuss corner. <laughs> I think we should probably call it top cat corner since that's what people are increasingly knowing it as uh, i don't think so that's uh, it's becoming a thing now see what the people out there need to do if you enjoy cuss corner and want to see cuss corner continue first of all give this episode a like uh, the more likes it gets the more we're probably going to be able to do it which is good um and you know so they're not just like this is stupid let's get it away if it's a huge like ratio to dislike ratio then just give it a like right away. It gets a lot of likes anyway. We can get like 800 likes. People are like, whoa, Cuss Corner. This is great. Also, go on Twitter. Uh, tell Tim that it is called Cuss Corner because he, you know, he's, he's crazy. He needs to see these things. Well, one of them has a theme song and one of them doesn't. This is true. I feel like that's pretty clear evidence to what the name of the show actually is. Oh, we already lost him. Tim's gone. We're sorry, your call did not go through. Oh, oh Tim sounds Please so different. T- Tim sounds better right it's now than he has in years. Tim sounds sexy. Yeah, know, se- sexy, sexy Tim. We're uh, sorry, your call did not go through. Please try your call again. Do you think he hung up in disgust? This is a recording. I don't know, but do you know what I think? I know, too, too. That the phone lines have been undercursed. <laughs> it's a rough week for undercurses. Yeah. Yeah, as we're filming this right now, every... Except for Oakland. The Raiders have somehow come out unscathed in all of this. It's early. Well, it's it, very early. It, it, they're setting up for the biggest letdown of all, I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's it would be hard to top last year's Week 16 Ander curse, but there might be something in the cards. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders have no chance. They're going to go through, they're going to skate through the preseason. No one's going to get hurt and, like, I don't know, their, their plane's going to crash or something like that. Well, as but I pointed out that. when we talked about the AFC, oh, Tim's back. It's, it's not me talking about it. It's you doing it to these people. I take no responsibility. Of course not. You never take responsibility for anything. I do if it's my fault. Listen, the guy got hurt. It happens. It's not the end of the world. I, I haven't changed my opinions one bit. I'm not taking responsibility. I take responsibility for evoking it the second time where... You re-brought it up? Yeah. I mean, I, I re-brought I it up, you. and then Tim asked me point blank if I wanted to know his opinion on it. His opinion on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. And as someone pointed out on Twitter last night, they can see my resignation as just like, well... Sure. You're going to tell me anyway, so sure. But that was enough. I opened Pandora's box. So, there you go. Ryan Tannehill. I no take no responsibility me. for this nonsense. So he never takes any responsibility. All you ever do is demand credit and shirk responsibility. I take credit for the things I deserve credit for. Nothing. Nothing. You deserve credit for nothing. That's not true. I mean, people have told me they like this show, but they think the show is just is turned into just me complaining about things rather than like giving positive descriptions of various things I encounter, but, like, everything is annoying me right now, so it's hard for me to come up with positive things. Uh, I was going to say, let's let's have a positive example right off the I top. I can't think of one. Well, I was going to say, before we get into that, I do have to introduce the both of you. If people don't know, this is Gary and Thorne sitting they across from me. Is. And on the line, it is Tim Anarchist! 
Tim and August. That's not my name. They know what's going on. They know the people on this show. All right, well, get into it then. What's the first thing that's bothering you? There's a list of things that are bothering me. First thing I suppose that are bothering me has to do with these checkout counters that keep asking me for donations when I when I go through. This needs to stop. I need to stop being told, uh, do you want to donate a dollar to this fund or that fund? If I wanted to, I would do it on my own free will alone, like on the phone or you know through the other charitable giving I'm doing. Don't try to you wouldn't call charities out of the giving. blue. Don't call. Don't try to guilt me into paying one extra dollar at the cash register when I'm buying whatever I'm buying at the gas station or whatever I'm buying at the grocery store. Like, don't don't do that. I am absolutely fit, sick, and tired of that. It's the same nonsense I was dealing with the other day at the at the grocery store, where as I am wont to do, I bought something to to have for lunch, and I went to the place to eat it, and I had one of those napkin dispensers that told me I could only use one. Like, what the hell is wrong with you people? If I want to have seventy napkins with my meal, what's it to you? Using those cheap brown biodegradable napkins anyway. Who? Who am I hurting by using two or three napkins? God forbid, you know, that I basically have ripped a hole in the ozone layer itself by using an extra napkin. Stop telling me what to do. Stop telling me I need to donate money to charities. Stop telling me I have to use extra napkins or not use extra napkins. I can do these things on my own without you trying to socially guilt me into things I don't want to do. Life's hard enough. I don't need any other further external pressures. Okay. Let's process that yeah, for a second. Break it all down from the top. So... I have noticed an increase in being asked for donations going to the counter, too. Sure. It, it happens almost everywhere I go. Even when I use, like, the self-checkout at the grocery store or wherever I go. Oh, really? Yeah, it'll be like, hey, would you like to donate? Mm-hmm. I've, I've yet to see that. It'll be like one, two, ten dollars and ten dollars. That's a lot. That's extreme, more, yeah. more than I just paid for, like, what I showed up for. Um, I don't think it's – I don't feel pressured to do it. I don't think, like, people are giving me the side eye because I'm not doing because I guarantee you 99% of people don't do it. It's not that big of a deal. And it's a nice way to put charity in front of you. To maybe you had never heard of some of these charities, and they would like you to donate to them because your example of calling charities up on the phone is not how charities work anymore. You go online to their website and, like, PayPal the money. No, they call me, and I donate the way I've been doing it for years. Do you think you're on some sort of, like, old person mailing list? Do you still have, like <laughs> – a landline? No. He is calling from a landline right now. Well, there you go. That's why these things call you, Tim. They just call me, and I just say, what did I give you last year? And then I just say, okay, let's do that again. They're like, hello, uh, would you like to be as happy as me? <laughs> I'm not being fooled by auto dialers. Well, I, I don't know about that. I, if Tim picks up his phone and it just goes, you've won a cruise. He's like, ah, Finally! We had a friend who did that once. That's true. <laughs> they got a bunch of money off his credit card within like 20 minutes. Where we were like, yeah, that's a scam. Yeah, that seems bad. And he was like, yeah, I better kill my credit card company. I think in theory, though, um, it's not a bad idea for charities to do this because first and foremost, there aren't that many opportunities where realistically people are thinking of giving money to things. So definitely you have not, to. Definitely not Pat Mayo. Yeah, and yeah, I'm not someone who is, you know, going out of my way to give money to charity, but I will say most of, of the time... Will you stop I talking, Tim? Stop talking. Garyan's talking. Okay, I realized this was Garyan's corner. Okay. I'll go put a- go ahead. Take, take your lead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say that I feel like it's a very advantageous situation for charities where... You know, maybe not most of the time you're at the grocery store, but a lot of the times you're at the grocery store, you're spending $60, $70, $80, and they're like, hey, want to put another dollar towards charity? And you're looking at that $80 figure going, what's $81? Sure, whatever. So it's not I'm the not worst thing in the world. I, I don't hate it too much. I will say I prefer it to 
when you're now like stopped on the street by people who just want to talk for a second. And then now we're in this weird phase of humanity where if I want to give a charity 20 bucks, that's not enough anymore. I can't physically give them money. I have to sign up for like a monthly deposit to their charity. That's so dumb. If I'm wanting to give you 20 bucks for free, take my 20 bucks. Don't make me sign up for a monthly thing. That's really dumb. I, I like those people on the streets. I'm either all in or all out with them. I never give them money or sign up for anything. But sometimes if I have some time on my hands, I will listen to their spiel for like 10 minutes. I have changed my route like to a place to avoid these people if I saw them coming in. All you need to do is furrow your brow, give them like the side eye and like they're, they're out on you. I just, I, I have a hard time ignoring someone when they say hi to me. I just can't oh, like, I know. walk I, past I just them. walk right by them. It's mm-hmm. like they don't exist. They're unpeople, as Tim would think. <laughs> oh, there you go. You don't want to be an unperson. No. So, Tim, what were you saying about this? Sorry about. Oh, your... I'm allowed to speak again. Good. Uh, well, I, was... oh, I'm saying, you know, I'm going to cut you off again. Then you understand how this works when you're talking and Gary is talking. No one can hear what the fuck is going on, right? You know that, right? You don't know that, do you? <laughs> so my initial point was, and this is, I think, a point that should not be overlooked: that the purpose of charity is somebody freely giving of their own volition, without being sort of bullied or cajoled in any way, shape, or form into it. And by these various companies uh, trying to try to play on, play on your fears or your your indifference at the the terminal, I think it was an extra dollar. Uh, you know that there's something uncharitable about that. It's like you're trying to force someone to say, "Oh yeah, I guess." That's not real to me. That's not real charity. I mean, I'm also never spending close to eighty dollars at the grocery store anyway. So what? That ex- no, we're close. What do you spend so, at the grocery store? Well, to be fair, he eats out for every meal. That's not true. I'm just not well, buying a lot. Well, it's less of... true now that you can't go to Wendy's, but generally speaking. <laughs> I, I prefer to avoid the outsides of the grocery store and only shop in the aisles. Yeah, see, that that, so... that, that, that was my key to losing weight. If you ever want to lose weight, <laughs> only shop on the outside of the grocery store and never walk down an aisle. To be fair, as soon as I go in, the first place I go is the avocados to see if they're in, in, in decent enough shape. And if they aren't in decent enough shape, I usually just leave and go somewhere You're just else. looking no, you to don't. pick a fight. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't leave right away. You go complain, then you leave. <laughs> Depends if I'm in a fighting mood or not. And then he takes 70 napkins with him. If What's wrong? I should be allowed to use as many napkins as I want. If I'm overpaying as it is and giving them a profit or is for whatever I'm buying. Oh, yeah, I just spent $4 on a chicken salad sandwich. I'm sure that was $4 out of their pocket. Please, they probably cost them 35 cents to make it, and I gave them $3.65 profit. Chicken so sandwich? Second napkin. Chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you eating at the grocery store anyway? Grocery stores have very good food, and you know because they're even if they do. Food. We work in a complex that has a grocery store with a hot food section. I go there once or twice a month. That's that's not the the point of my question. The point of my question is why are you buying food at the grocery store and then staying at the grocery store and eating it? Because why am I going to bring home a sandwich in a little container if I can just eat it there? Well, here's that's the whole- why they give you the little container. I'm just going to go to the little cafe area where they've got the tables and chairs and all that good stuff and eat it. Especially if I've got something hot. I want to eat it right away. But if it's not a cold sandwich, what if it's like some chicken wings or something? That's where I used to take my breaks when I worked at a grocery store. Yeah, well, we had a little, like, lobby up there. Yeah, we know, and only the loser employees sat up there. Yeah. We used to just chill out front. And close to the door for SIGs, too. Grocery stores, people SIG. Yeah. Some people do. Of course they do. Well, if you don't Groceries, smoke. Yeah. Most people that work jobs like very constrained, nine-to-five, punch-in, punch-out jobs like grocery stores or like retail or serving SIG restaurants. just a way to get outside. Hey, a SIG is yeah. a break. Yeah. You don't smoke, you get fewer breaks. Um, no, the one thing that Tim likes to do, the reason that he eats at the supermarket, 
is he takes his thing and then he walks up and down the aisles because he's waiting for the return of Supermarket Sweep. So he knows all the prices. <laughs> I wish. I don't understand how that's not still a show. Well, Guy Frieri had, like, Guy's Grocery Games, which was essentially the same show. But was it as good? Show. Was it no. crazy people running around with shopping no, carts? No, it wasn't, it wasn't people taking go, walking around a supermarket super seriously. you got to get the turkeys. The, oh, yeah. The turkeys and the giant wheels of cheese. That was the, those were the money foods mm-hmm. on Supermarket Sweep. I don't know why Sweep. people went anywhere but the produce section. I was always confused. Or the meat section. The meat section, yeah. I was always confused that, like... Is there a limit on it that, like, they didn't tell you the... You can only take so many of each. Yeah, like, I assume that there was, because so people didn't take them An all. An unwritten complex rule. Yeah, but it was never sweep. told to the audience that they only had a limit on them. I was like, I just take all the turkey. Fill it up with turkeys. I'm good to go. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Tim would just walk around, and you like, oh, I don't like that, so I'm not putting it in my cart. Well, nowadays, you can just put, like, various cuts of steak in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the money or is. Or artisanal cheeses for your yeah, charcuterie well. boards, Tim. Those are gross. No one what do you have? We okay. So if this we're doing this after my wedding, before my honeymoon, in between, uh, Tim was very upset. People were ordering charcuterie boards at a French restaurant that we went to for our uh, wedding party dinner. Yeah. Why don't you like? Wh- stupid. Why you don't like rabbit? No, I don't. I'm not Elmer Fudd. I don't like rabbit. Rabbit is delicious, by the way. Maybe it tastes like pumpkins. I'll never know because I'm never going to eat it. That's a line from somebody. I don't remember where I stole it from now. But I don't know what it's from. I, I will never t- – I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to eat rabbit. Why? Because I don't need to. This is not 1865, and I am not a prospector living off the land. That's – I mean, uh, but rabbits – I have the luxury of, of enjoying foods that are, like, real edible meat and not rabbit. Even if you don't like rabbit, though, just a charcuterie board has, like, various cheeses on it. It's basically cheese and crackers. Cheese, crackers, yeah, and well, a different assorted of meats. Disgusting, yeah. Most of those are disgusting soft cheeses that should be banned from human society, like brie. So it's a weak cheese. I, I'm, it's so weak. It, it's the it's the Ukraine of cheese. It's awful. I'm not a big brie fan. I I don't love soft cheeses either. But I'm not really a cheese expert. I don't really consume much but cheese. But you do wear your cheese helmet all over the place. You can't stop me. Not with my cheese helmet. Real underrated <laughs> movie, by the way. I know people really people don't have like seen that movie. Yeah, I don't know about that. People know of that movie because of how bad it was. I have a laugh riot every time I watch Freddy Got Fingered. Every single time. I feel like the trailer got more buzz than the movie itself. I'll tell you what uh, wasn't a smart idea. Being like, uh, thirteen, I was 13 or 14 when that movie came out, and I couldn't get into it because it was rated R. So I got my grandma to take me. Oh, God. Really? Yeah, bad idea. Like she did loved, she make it all the way through? She did. She loved Tom Green. We used to stay up on like late Friday nights, watch the Tom Green show. Okay. She had a good sense of humor. That was not for her. Like your mom's mom? Yeah. Okay, so she would have been yeah, she would have like been like 40s. Right? Yeah, like she would have been like 45 yeah, or okay. 47 or something like that. Not an old, Still not an old lady. She was much younger at the time, 20 yeah. years ago. In fact, maybe even 20 years younger. But <laughs> Reports are inconclusive. But there was a guy, he had X-ray cat. He sees through wood. <laughs> it's a superpower. <laughs> he's, a, he's a vigilante. Now, did that even like get theater time in the states? Was that only Canada? No, no, it was a. I was okay. It was, a, it was after Tom Green had his MTV show, and they were like, "Oh, that's Tom true. Green okay. was he was coming off Road Trip, Riding High. Oh yeah, and they gave him free reign to write, direct, and star in his own movie. Like when he was the number one son. Sorry, Freddie. Where's your LeBaron, Freddie? <laughs> and Rip Torn is excellent in that movie. My favorite Tom Green is still Clone High Tom Green. 
where you had the ADD. I'm an albatross. All right, I'm an Tim. albatross. So, Tim, uh, do you have anything more on donations and why people should never donate to charities because it's evil? They should donate to charities. About I the love Clinton donating Foundation. money to charities. They shouldn't be bullied or forced or guilted into it because that's not charity anymore. That's something else. But I think this like, more. I that's think like this... saying that you're giving your money to the government when it steals from you through taxation is charity. It isn't. Uh, you have to do it, uh, but it's not uh, not a charitable act. It's compelled against you. Well, I, I think that you're looking at this from the wrong way because when it strikes me, I don't feel bullied into it. I don't feel guilt about not doing it. It makes me seem like you're up there. You feel like you should be giving more to charities. You just don't want to. I, no, that's not that's not it at all. I don't like being at like I prefer to do something. You know, what does the scripture say? The left hand should not know what the right hand is doing. I like oh, to do like these a stranger. Things. I like to do these things without, uh, you know, being asked or, or compelled into it. I like to do it of my own free will what if when the, I decide to do it. What if the power of co- Christ compelled you? <laughs> so, I mean, How do you feel good, about those these, little these boxes be... that don't actually say anything, so I guess they're not bullying you, unless they're bullying no, like, you I with like their charity, verbiage. Like, every but... time I go to importance, if I have some change, I fire it in the can for the kids for camp. That's because you don't want to carry your own change with you. They're not asking me to, you know put the money in there. It's just there's a box there. Put it in. Don't put it in. No one cares. That's a whole different story. I what like if it was it. a strongly worded box? No, it isn't. I said, what if it was? Like every now and then when I, when I at busy times of the year and I go grocery shopping, I always fill a bag and put it in that box after I buy it for like people at food kitchens or whatever they use those uh, those boxes of uh, groceries for. Do you think that uh, people get it's, Tim's? It's just there. No do one's you, asking me to do it. It's just there. Do you think the homeless shelters get Tim's food and they're just like, oh God, we can't use this. <laughs> Who eats it? It's a bunch of hungry man dinners. <laughs> they would love it's those. instructions to how to make a popcorn sandwich. <laughs> so yeah, do you ha, 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 do, do you feel the same way like when the Santas from the Salvation Army are standing outside of malls around Christmas time? I like to give them the money because I like to. Because like you're to afraid of calendars. Santas. I like the calendars they give you. I like to give you a candy cane as well. Oh well, that's so not charity if you get something in return. I try to give them some change, but again, they're not. It's not the same side of a bullying thing that these these machines. They should be banned. It should be permanently banned. Get it out of my life. Do you think it's just because it's a machine and you're so anti-machine? I don't like the way the machine is pushing me around. No. I think Tim is actually John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be our last hope against the machines at some point. I don't know why they haven't won that. Yeah, it's true. We've <laughs> over very quickly. All right, Tim. What's next? So I had promised. So there's a list of things here. I had promised that some uh, that I would talk about why the Empire are the good guys. In Star oh yes, Wars. let's get right into that. Okay. Well, I mean that in six or seven words is my general. I will say this is not my original thesis by any means. I'm not like out on a limb here, but I will go twelve rounds and defend this thesis to the hilt. Do you do you, do you think? It, no, I'm going to try to guess your point because I don't know it. Do you think that the Empire are the good guys because they have a Senate and Republic and you love democracy? No, no, no. The Empire is not that at all. Uh, what makes the Empire the good guys in the Star Wars realm is that their objective is to bring peace and order and stability to the galaxy. So is Hitler. The Jedi are just a bunch of religious, radical terrorists trying to blow up and destroy everything in their path for some mythical vision of the Force that they've concocted in their own heads. No, no, the Emperor is trying to get rid of the, the chaos and disorder in the entire realm and consolidate power for the purposes of peace and unity and security. And so, the, I mean, the commonest argument against this peace is, what about in A New Hope when Grand Moff Tarkin blows up Alderaan, killing 
billions of people. That, you know, you just have to shrug your shoulders at that one. <laughs> That's just the cost of doing business. If you want to make an omelet, you got to crack some eggs. That is Machiavellian realpolitik. Uh, you know, didn't the Allies have to firebomb Dresden during the Second World War? Didn't they have to drop atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? I mean, you would say these are not great things, but unfortunately, in the, in the cause of, of true justice, sometimes you have to do terrible things. But if you think about it, Darth Vader is, you know, trying to enforce the Emperor's will around the galaxy, and that will is trying to keep order and stability. What are, what are the rebels trying to do? The, the rebels are no innocent people. How many millions of people did they kill by blowing up two separate Death Stars? You know, these guys are not, these, they're not so innocent, uh, to quote the, the president, you might say. They're killers, too. Uh, again, the, the Jedi are this weird, radical, religious force. I'm of the opinion that it was Obi-Wan Kenobi who murdered Luke's aunt and uncle, on Tatooine to compel Luke to get into the Jedi lifestyle. Again, these are not good people. They're, they haunt you from the grave like Hamlet's ghost. Uh, and for what purpose? What's the grand vision that the rebels and that the Jedi Alliance are trying to bring together? Nothing. And so now in this new uh, part of the Star Wars universe, with uh, the First Order, we're seeing again the human desire to reconstitute peace and stability and order is reemerging, once again trying to be blown up by a bunch of radicals uh, who still follow, they say it's the good side of the Force. Remember, I'm, my favorite lines from this whole uh, sort of canon comes from Episode 3, where Anakin says, but the, 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 uh, the Sith and the Emperor are evil. And Anakin says, quite correctly, well, from my point of view, it's the Jedi that are evil. And in fact, that is correct. The emp- Empire is, on the whole, the good guy. <laughs> I wish the they story. dubbed it where he says it like he's Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> well, well, what? In my opinion, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's just, anyway. So go ahead. I'm ready to to, to answer all your questions. Well, okay. You have I, when when I think of the Empire in Star Wars, I get a big Nazi vibe off of them because I feel and like they clubbed you over the head with that in Episode Seven. Like it it became no longer are we trying to subtly remind you of the Nazi regime. But they're not the Empire anymore in Episode Seven. Let's remember that it's the First Order, which is like this new reconstituted thing out of the remnants of the Empire that uh, that the the Jedi so terribly destroyed. See now, if they were the new world order and it was the NWO, I'd probably be on their side because they're like cool bad guys. But no, I, I can't get on board with this Nazi stuff, Tim. That's not the position. I feel like. Well, I'm sure that when you talk to a Nazi in 1940, they would have been like, you know what, we're the good guys. Wasn't the no, case, Tim? The Empire are not the Nazis. That's a terrible thing to say. They're. The, <laughs> I think they, his best friends at the Empire don't like when you say that. Even even if you can get me on board with the fact that the Jedi's are, you know, unjust in the way they go about things, that they are in fact murderers too. Well, the Jedi tend, tend to be very just. It's the people around them, the rebels, fair, the, the rebels. freedom fighters, if you will. Fair. No, Yoda's one of the worst people on earth. Whatever. Yoda. Just stay with me for a second. If the rebels are in fact the bad guys, this doesn't. You know, it, it's not like just because they're the bad guys, the Empire becomes the good guys. Can't they both just be bad guys? Can't they both be wrong? And essentially no, the, the story is of two wrong like, like The reason the Empire just... has nothing to do with the Nazis, they're not trying to ethnically cleanse anybody. They're, that, that, they're not doing any of that kind of stuff. They're simply trying to institute peace. They blew up a planet. It might as well have been called Poland. I mean, l- listen, we're overlooking that, according to Tim. Not <laughs> right. a big deal. Shrug your shoulders, overlook <laughs> it. Right. What about, like, when uh, something goes wrong and people falter within the Empire and Darth Vader comes along and, like, strangles them to death through the magic of the Force? They're using the uh, the dark side there, Tim. Sure, it's 
the dark side, but don't, I mean, this, that happens in democ- democratic societies as well. When someone tries to break the rules, there are jails and punishments for people who do the wrong thing in order to preserve the empire. They don't kill them. Sure we do. We don't. We hang people for treason. I also feel like... Do, do, how often do we hang people for treason? Not a whole lot. People <laughs> don't commit treason very often. But... But, you know, it was a less stable time then. They were you mentioned, though, that, like, the rebels are fighting for this religious up. belief that they can't possibly, like, it isn't justifiable. I which, feel like, through the terms of the movie, it has been exactly. proven that it's, it's a like, thing. That'd be like if the Republican Party was, was running on their regular fronts of, like, religion, but we could actually prove God exists consistently. Like, hey, God... Yeah, there's, like, there's that miracle you just did yeah, that listen, I saw with my own eyes. Yeah, if it was 2012 and Mitt Romney was campaigning and all of a sudden, like, John Smith and Jesus are hanging out with him, then you're like, oh, yeah, all right, he's yeah, He's probably right, yeah. I think that you've over-politicized Star Wars, Tim. This is a very classic story of good guys versus bad guys, and that's it. You've read way too much into this. I think it is a classic story of good guys versus bad guys, but you've got it all twisted. The good guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys are the good guys. Now, if anyone has stuff twisted... Wouldn't it be you in your twisted mind, you twisted old fruit? <laughs> Just as God made me, sir. <laughs> I think the best thing you can hope for with this argument is a very, like, mid-2000s, everyone's an anti-hero sort of mentality. Like, sort of a Breaking Bad-esque, there are no good yeah, guys, th- there are just lesser well, bad guys. Yourself, what world would you want to live in? One of chaos and anarchy and of disunity and disjuncture and having a bunch of religious zealots control your life, which is what you'd have if you lived under the Jedi and the Rebel Alliance. Or would you rather have one with a structure, order, discipline, and a purpose to life? Again, if the religion was proved to be real several times over, I probably would side with the religious side of it. Well, you've chosen chosen your path. And uh, why don't you travel to Alderaan for a while? Tim has chosen poorly on this argument. What about when they're on Tatooine and the stormtroopers, who apparently have nothing to do with Nazis, are going around asking people for their identification and shaking them down? Look, nothing about cloning a perfect fighting machine over and over and over <laughs> again would make you think of the Nazis. But, but they are up against tremendous odds. They have to, you know, you, you expect, so you would think they should have to fight with one hand behind their back? Luke kind of did. I mean, one was a robotic hand. This is true. Yeah, I mean, Luke chose poorly. I mean, Luke, Luke's entire life led to the deaths of untold millions and to disorder of the universe and a galaxy ungoverned and ungovernable. I believe that there's a value to political stability and an order and a constitution. Well, well in your mind, a, the Americans would have never left Britain. Like, I, if, you, if you don't have they something, overthrow something else, there's just the status were, quo but, forever. They were overthrowing it to restore their constitutional rights. The French Revolution is the better example here, the thing that we should oppose. Because the French Revolution was all about trying to reconstitute a brand new world and destroy the order. The world would have been much better off had the Jacobins not set the the Bastille on fire. Yeah, and they just sat there and ate cake. That would have been perfect for everyone. Brioche. (laughs) In my house, we celebrate Bastille Day. Okay, so anyway, so, so, so so we have storm. We, no, we, no, no, no. One second. We have stormtroopers shaking down people. You know, you know, on the streets, hassling them. We didn't even get to the Obi Wan actually Kenobi killed Kenobi. Peru. We we we, we, we have Obi Wan can play with people's minds. We, we, That's perfectly okay. We, we we have poor Lando who has to pay pay off the uh, the old government there in order to continue his business. He has to yeah, grease the right wheels, if you will, or else his business goes out of business magically because you know they have the 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 heavies come in and get rid of Lando and. In Return of the Jedi, after the Death Star blew up, you know what people were doing? Celebrating everywhere, across the universe, 
fired up, having parties. Yeah. They seem to be pretty happy, Tim. And that was just, you know, one or two Ewoks walking selective. around. Even on Cloud City, they were all pumped. Uh, we saw a very so we didn't see Corsican very well, which is the capital of the empire. We saw a very selective, very pro Jedi position. <laughs> oh wow, the Ewoks are excited. Gee, those man eating dis- monsters. When did they oh yeah, eat? when, did they, they when, are did, when did they eat men? They were clearly eating human beings. They're clearly a cannibalistic society. <laughs> but they're so fuzzy. Yeah, that, that's how they get you. Uh, they had they were trying to eat all kinds. Remember when C three PO saved Han Solo and everybody? When they were tied up, about to be sacrificed, consumed. What What about when they were trying to eat out? Uh, what was it? The, no, it was the rat that was in uh, Return of the Jedi when they were at Jabba's palace, and like the yeah. rat was eating out C three PO's eye. I bet you Tim loved that because he was trying to destroy machines. No, I mean I think Jabba is a very misunderstood character too, but that's a whole separate discussion. The sympathetic Jabba the Hutt. Well, I mean, he was just a gangster. He was just trying to make the best he could in a world that he didn't understand. So he's the Marlowe of the st- of the Star Wars universe? <laughs> in some ways, he is. I would watch a Goodfellas movie, movie starring Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> what about what if it was Pizza the Hutt? <laughs> the best place you can get pizza in the whole galaxy. <laughs> Gotta trust the Schwartz. You're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the Sarlaccs would eat nothing but pizza. Spaceballs is not a good movie, but it does have parts. It's, it does it's not like hold a lot up. of comedy. I saw it like it's, a year it's ago. It does strung not together hold skits. Up. You say that Spaceballs does not hold up. What about when that no. guy was combing the desert? Because that was the rules. How about you down there? We ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> he has the Afro pick. <laughs> there's just there's a couple. I'd say there's like nine or ten uh, good one-liners. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I don't listen. I think it's funny. I just don't think it holds up. Okay, next. So, what else have I got on my list here? I'm angry at, at we talked about this briefly on another podcast, so maybe we'll, we'll talk about at leisure wear, but I'm upset at that. I'm upset at soap. Uh, whoa, whoa, what? Wanna... Why are you upset at soap? Oh, well, I, re- is... I know this one. Okay. Why don't you tell me what you think I'm going to say, Gary? Uh, I believe it's that you're upset that people use gels instead of, like, a traditional barred soap. And that's basically my position. And, of course, it ties into one of the common themes on this show, which is that millennials are ruining the entire world around us. I sent Tim I sent Tim a millennial food period yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. That I got off a satire column, and Tim just assumed it was true. He's like, this is absolutely right. Well, that is kind of how they live. No, it's not. Tim, you're a millennial. You live the opposite of that. Oh, really? You're saying I don't eat charcoal ice cream? I mean, you I've might. Never before seen this charcoal ice cream. I, of which I, you I speak. don't even know what charcoal ice cream is. Eh, it's the thing that the kids are eating these days. Oh, is it? Right. What else are the kids doing, Tim? Using gel. Well, they're soap. not using bars of soap. You know, when I grew up, when I was young, we used to use bars of ivory, spr- uh, of ivory or Irish spring. We used to stick a bar of soap that... in a sock and beat our brothers with it till they were blue. That's yeah. how we had fun. Hey, use a bag of oranges. Won't leave bruises. <laughs> and now you can't go anywhere without. People having gels for soap. That's not real soap. There's something like weird and screwy about everyone these days having soap in a bottle that's liquidy. Like my great grandfather would roll over in his grave if he knew that people, like his family members, were using like gel and like those poofy so, things that people put their soap on to soap. Like those must be so contaminated with germs and bacteria. No, 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 Bars of soap. You, you want someone to take a bar of soap and rub it all over their body, including their genitalia, and then, you and then use the same afterwards. bar over and over and over again, as opposed well, to just, just getting some gel soap, putting it on your body, and washing it off. Then you rin- then you rinse it off when you're finished, so there's no hair on it. How do you clean soap? Monster. 
Like, bars of soap are the superior way to wash yourself. They're also the most effective way. You know, ivory is 99 and 44, 100 percent pure, for example. Of Would what? you prefer to use soap? a pure type of soap rather than some scented lavender, jasmine, whatever the kids are using these days? You soap. Jazz? Jasmine. Or jasmine. No, like jasmine, lavender, whatever you know this stuff is. I don't know. I, I, it's funny because he says jasmine like, you know, something in soap. But he also calls like people who play the blues jasmine. jasmine. So yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> jasmine. <laughs> I... I can't say that I have a definitive, like, report on this, but I would 100% be willing to bet that the reason gelled soaps are so popular now is because they are much more cleanly than barred soap. They, they would no, have to be much, much better in terms of just the elimination of germs. Absolutely not. People are just lazy. What's the difference? They want their – because it all comes out – it flies right out. You can put it on one of those stupid puffy things. And oh, no, they're called loofahs. And no. if you're not lo- using a loofah, you are unclean. If you are using Unclean! Things, you are unclean if you use one of those things. No! Uh, what are you, you talking the disgust, about? the disgusting amount of skin cells and bacterium. What do you think gets the on the bar of soap? Keep, yeah, Tim, I, 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 I rinse it off when I'm done, so it where's the problem? It has 100,000 little holes and crevices, and it's incredibly humid and steamy in the bathroom, just to be completely just infested with... Oh, I'm sorry, it's hot and steamy? My My grandfather would roll over in his grave if if he knew we had indoor heated water. Sir, wash yourself with cold water like a man. Anyone who... Loofahs are, are right out. There's, there's no justification for them. They shouldn't be sold. They shouldn't be allowed to be sold. We should have a good old-fashioned book burning in the middle of the town square where everyone has to bring their loofahs. We set them all on fire and agree as a society never, ever to reinstitute that type of evil into humanity again. So your solution to getting rid of all the toxins is to put all the toxins together and burn them, thus putting Correct. them into the atmosphere. Exactly. Do it all at once and get it over with. Well, that, that'll hurt the ozone more than you using too many napkins. Not according to the, all these signs that I'm being bullied and cajoled about. See, signs can bully you. I told you those coin boxes could get on your nerves. Yeah, but those coin boxes aren't asking me to do anything. They're just a, they just says what it is. It doesn't say, please give us your money, or would you... It doesn't try to suggest or, or in, impose itself upon you. Now, it's benign. Uh, let, let's do a Cuss Corner poll here. And so I'll throw this out to the, the listeners as well, so if they want to vote on this. The people, as the, it were. The, the people. Tim's people out there. Just like Kent's people and Bart's people. So, Tim uses a bar of soap and no loofah. Do you even use a bar of soap? Of course I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. If I went to your bathroom right now, just have a pack of cigs. <laughs> <laughs> now, or you could be like me. I use gelled soap and I use a loofah, which I change you know, once every three weeks or so. Like I, I like Oh, when, God. I like when it's a bit rougher. Sure. I, good for exfoliation. Who has better skin? Pat Mayo. Not even close. It's I think not a I've poll. The skin. smoothest of the smooth. Now, people can vote for Tim if they want. They, they can. It's a wrong vote to have. Like you had a pretty definitive answer to that question. I, I mean, this if, is what we're voting on. Who has smoother skin? What a what a ludicrous thing to vote on. Who smells better and who has better skin? <laughs> well, Pat I Mayo. win pretty decisively on both categories. You don't. You don't. You oh, don't I e- do. You don't even have an auxiliary smoking sweater for when you consume cigarettes like I do, so I don't walk around smelling like smoke. You don't brush That's your the- teeth after every time you have a cig, so you don't have bad breath. I would love to have one of those old school smoking jackets and one of those fezes that they used to wear when they would smoke in the smoking room. So, so what you're saying is you want to dress like Will Ferrell from Austin Powers? 
But that's how everybody was like, back Shriner. in the day, right? Yeah, you, you, were into a you could have a little <laughs> car. Yeah, that'd be great. Tim wouldn't no, fit no, into no, the little car. If you went into a smoking lounge back in the day, you'd be provided with a big, long smoking jacket and one of those fez hats to put on while you're smoking. That way that your hair and your clothes don't uh, absorb the various scents and uh, conditions of the smoke. You know, that's back when people were civilized, before millennials decided to just Just because you act like you're 80 now art. doesn't mean you get to pro or retroactively be 30 in the 1960s. That's not how life works. This is not, this is not the 60s. It's like the, the 40s and 50s. You can have a smoking jacket. I have a smoking jacket. I have one at home. I have one at work. It's nice. The, the, not, not a real one, though. It's like one of the fancy ones. Why do I need a you, fancy? You could, you could sorry, buy a fancy one sorry, if you wanted sorry, to. Sorry, I'm not fancy pants Tim walking around well, with my fezzes like and $10,000 smoking jackets. Some of us like to have a little bit of Well, you don't have one, so apparently you don't like it enough. I'd love my smoking jacket to be covered in avocado, <laughs> and I would pay a little bit more for such luxury in my life. Would you let people, would you charge people with a spoon to come up to you? Or a piece of... Give me a lick. With, with an, yeah, eight bucks a lick off my avocado coat. Well, I was reading a report the other day that millennials spend more money on homes for their dogs and cats than they do for themselves uh, in terms of homes or uh, okay. or cars. Now, Tim, let me... You, you want to talk about a diseased uh, society. I mean, there it is. Now, Tim, let me tell you about the internet. Can't just believe stuff you read on the internet because... Well, no, but I, I'm not the type that's susceptible to fake news. Oh, really? Anything, <laughs> anything that you agree with on the internet, you take as fact. Now... I will say this. Like, like, no, no, one second. I read, someone posted this, like, it just popped up on my Twitter feed uh, two days ago. I said this to you, that apparently real news, not fake news, okay. and this guy was like, I can't believe no one's looking into this. Turns out Hillary Clinton didn't win the Electoral College. 25 million <laughs> of her votes were fake votes. But no one's looking into it. Now, 25 million, biggest case of voter fraud by far in the history of the world. Not a big deal. This one guy is real concerned about it. Well, no one as else. long as he's on the case. Hey, but there was an article linking up to it. So, Tim, this is what you're reading. Fake news. You are the I perfect am. target market for fake news because no one agrees with you anyway. So if you see anything that backs up your point, you just assume it's true. I don't think that's an accurate portrayal of things. I just think there's like a weird overlap in that there's not a lot of millennials who are homeowners. And the few millennials that are. Pat Mayo. Yeah. Um, tend to get married later in life, so they don't just, have just like, got married at thirty-two. Fair. <laughs> um, you don't. You, this is where you stop fitting this criteria. Okay. But like, tend to get married later in life, and I mean, a lot of people I know, or I went to high school with, their sort of way to be an adult is to have a pet. So yes, there's a lot of millennial homeowners who are not yet married who happen to have a pet. So I guess in that sense, they're buying those homes for their pets. I guess that's the way you could twist this together to make it seem like millennials are buying homes for their dog. Instead of uh, themselves. Yeah. Now, one, that the, is the, what they're doing. the cost of one, significantly lower than the cost of another. So let's say if I had a dog, which I would never do. Maybe if I have kids, we'll see. I just don't want to I take like it out for walks. better than dogs anyway. Cats I actually kind of... You could smoke on the walks, though. See, the thing is, I would rather spend, like, ten minutes with a dog. I'd probably rather own a cat. Yeah. Yeah, they look after themselves. Yeah, they're real low maintenance. Uh, you can, I mean, you can go away for three weeks. Just leave a cat there. Yeah, and just leave some food out for it. It's good to go. Uh, dog, you know, every 20 minutes, oh, you got to watch my dog. They're like, no, I don't. Our friend Stoilov used to take his dog out for walks. <laughs> so what he would do is, uh, especially if it was raining out, he would take, like, the leash and, like, let all the slack go in the leash, put the leash in the door to his back. And if it was raining, he'd just, like, peek his head out and have a sig while the dog, like, got eight feet away and ran in a circle. 
They used to lock his dog in the bathroom because it was being too hyperactive. Yeah, these are not these are not positive stories. <laughs> I also, I mean, we 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 touched on them very very briefly in the last week, but I've had a couple of lists out this week that have people have really responded to. Not in a good way. Uh, well, that's I don't know that I agree with you on that. Uh, no, as far as I'm concerned, all publicity is good publicity. So they're all good responses, except for the people wishing I get into car accidents. Uh, <laughs> Who does that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens. Seems a little extreme. Yeah, well, you know, I bring out the best in people. What can I tell you? Uh, so I had that definitive ranking of chicken, which I think you guys seem more interested in talking about. All right, well, give us your definitive list of chicken, Tim. Well, I mean, so first and foremost, the best place to get chicken in the entire country, is the entire Western world, we'll say, because we'll have to confine ourselves to that. Chicken is sandwich. It's KFC. They're the original creators of it, right? Eleven that doesn't spices, necessarily do it. mean it's the best. That, if that's your they first argument, it, that's a bad best. argument. They do it best. They've been doing it the best for a long time. The second best is, without question, chilies. They have these crispy chicken uh, crispers, which are amazing, both in chipotle and in honey. It, it, again, if you want chicken, it's about the best chicken that you can get. And after that, like, so after that, I've got places listed, but I'm willing to, you know, negotiate. Uh, I really like. Uh, Church's chicken a lot. I really like Popeye's chicken, although it's not nearly as good as KFC's. And people who think it's better than KFC are lying to themselves. Oh well, let's hold uh, off. Let's stop right there. I don't care for either. I'm not eating fried chicken. Yeah, uh, maybe that should have been your list. Best fried chicken. Well, yeah, I no, feel like the broad chicken, chicken approach is put, very tough. But put it this way: the chicken I had at Bistro Lecoq last week blows all the shit out of the water. Better than Chicken McNuggets? Yes, better than Chicken McNuggets, Tim. And I love Chicken McNuggets. It's not quite the same quality of chicken. Yeah, I feel like you really have to differentiate what kind of chicken you're going after here. Okay. But... Uh, no, no. For me, chicken is chicken. Okay, fair. What about Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? Nah, not as great. And two, two mom and pop. Uh, also, why? what's dead fucking last on your list? If people don't know, that is what DFL means. What is it? Sweet. Swiss Chalet. Now, why is Swiss Chalet last on your chicken rankings, Tim? Because Swiss Chalet screwed me once, and I've never forgiven them for it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please tell us that story? Once, several years ago, I was home, and I ordered Swiss Chalet electronically to be delivered to my house, and then, like, two hours later, it didn't show up. So I got antsy, and I called the Swiss Chalet phone number, and they said, oh, my God, we're so sorry. We've made a mistake. There was an error transferring your order to the actual physical store. Not to worry, sir. We'll have a meal out to you right away. It won't be a problem, and there'll be no charge. I thought, okay, great, whatever. It's going to take another half hour. But at least I'm going to get it for free. And then not 45 minutes later, someone rolls up to my front door, knocks on the door, and says, uh, here's your chicken, blah, blah, blah. That'll be 13.75." Like, no one. I was told that it was going to be free. And the kid said, no one told me it's going to be free. Uh, it's 13.75." I said, I'm not paying for this. I was told it's free. He said, well, I can't give you this for free. So I shot the door. And after that, I then sent a strongly worded email to the people at Swiss Chalet asking for an apology and explanation, and they never responded. So that was it. I put the permanent ban on them. Unless they personally come to me and apologize for the way I was treated, I will never step foot in their store again, and I will say nothing but bad things about their food. Now, I feel like so much is explained about Tim in that one story. How does that affect everyone the is actual trying to screw me over? How does that actually affect the best chicken rankings, though? Oh, their chicken is grisly and disgusting, and their sauce is no good. 
I have, I'm with him on that. It's a Canadian I, hot take. I don't like Swiss. I LA also sauce. don't like Swiss LA is the most hit and miss place you can go to. Once of every four times you eat there, it's excellent. The other three times, like, make you sick. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, people people treat it like it's this slightly higher form of dining in Canada. No, it's, it's owned by the same people who own Harvey's. It, so. it's, it's fast food chicken. Yeah. But um, it's not deep fried. It's like rotisserie. Yeah. Well, they do have fried chicken now, though, apparently. Oh, okay. But um, let me let you jump in here. Yeah. Because I don't like – I mean, I do like KFC from like 15 years ago. It's probably the last time I had KFC. Yeah. I've never had Popeye's. I just don't eat fried chicken. It's bad for you. But you love Popeye's. I do love Popeye's. And I and it's not even as if I'm saying KFC's bad. Like, I'll take either. It's fine. You know who's on Team Tim with this one? Cam. Cam. Cam Cam is also big Cam into knows. KFC. But I feel like, I don't know, I, I, I feel like Tim and Cam represent the old guard in this, where it's just like, they were there first. That was the first takeout fried chicken I had. Therefore, it's the best. KFC, I would say KFC is equally as hit and miss as Swish LA at this point. Every now and then, again, you roll into a KFC and the chicken's fine, but half the time, I get like a three-piece and the skin's like falling off. It's all like flabby and yucky. Popeye's Take is always crisp. That's if, if that's what you want in a chicken, Popeye's is crispy. And that's what I look for in a chicken. Also, they get the spiciness cooked right into the chicken. I don't need to like add a sauce or anything like that. You don't the, need to add a sauce to KFC. They have 11 herbs and spices, and it's perfect. Also, Chick-fil-A blows both these places out of the Chick-fil-A water. Chick-fil-A is great, too. <laughs> I had Chick-fil-A below St. Hubert's. Oh, Sa- why? Because I prefer St. Hubert. That's why. Why do you think I have it below St. Hubert? Chick-fil-A just, it's to, so much quote, better than all of these. To you, my players are on a list. Fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah, like there's a list here, and I have McDonald's right after Swiss Chalet because they're chicken mint nuggets are some of the best chicken you can buy in the entire world. I mean, what about Wendy's? What about a uh, spicy chicken? Everyone loves Everyone loves But everyone loves a spicy chicken. Dried out, not worth eating. That's I uh, These chicken rankings are ridiculous. I will be they're with, my with rank. the big crunch no, sandwiches. No, 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 no. They're the definitive rankings, not your <laughs> rankings. Definitive. The definitive rankings. Yeah, and I'm right. No, you're way off base here. Saint Just like bears. people yelled at me last week when I claimed the Kool-Aid is a type of juice. I would put Kool-Aid more in the soda camp. No, soda's got to be carbonated. That's, that's a fair point. A I don't know what Kool-Aid is, though. Kool-Aid's it's like Capri Sun. It's, like, fruit, it's not really water juice. Based, fruit, it's water-based, it's fruit-flavored, and it's sweet. As again, you By are the biggest stickler for like the dictionary definition of like what a sandwich is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Juice implies that something literally has to be juiced. There no, is no fruit in Kool-Aid. Whatever. It tastes like fruit, though. That's all that really matters. Gatorade's better than Kool-Aid. Gatorade might be better than Kool-Aid. Is, Ga- I, is Gatorade you know a juice? Yes, it is. Oh, got to redo the I like Gatorade. You know what? Are, I disagree. Are energy drinks juice? No, they're most of, they're they're carbonated. What if they make you run like Kenyans? Oh, that's only power thirst. Kool-Aid jammers are some of the best juice. Some of the best juice you can have. What about freezies? <laughs> no, I think they're more. Freezies are not juice. How aren't they juice? They're what if juice they sold the bottom frozen. bits of freezies? That would be juice. I used to know somebody who used to drink their freezies raw. What about well, chubby? Unfrozen. Yeah, I see. What, what about that orange drink you got at Field Days? Oh, yeah, like McDonald's orange drink. That is unquestionably juice. You know what? I, if I had thought about that, I'd have ranked that like second. See, I don't even think that you're doing. Oh, my God. I, I you're not even doing your that. full research when you're making up these rankings. I am doing full you're, research. Like the, these rankings are more poorly put together than my football rankings, and that's really saying something. I, I don't know what that means. 
Well, you have to churn out five or six lists a day. The people demand it. Yeah, you've really been, uh, your downtime here on the summer vacation, Tim, is just spent making lists. Even the way that you make lists is ridiculous. Gaps. Gap, gap. Gap this. only when gaps are necessary. <sighs> you know, I didn't make any lists for like four days, and I got nothing but bombarded from people on Twitter asking me where lists are or sending me photos of disgusting Oreos. Top ten reasons I miss your lists. Well, I, you know what's funny? You know how Tim hates, like, off-brand anything? Yeah. Like, if it's candy mixed with this candy, da-da-da-da-da. At uh, the night before, after we were all out at these places, I bought a whole bunch of candy, a whole bunch of chips, and everything, and everyone went over to my suite at the hotel. And Tim dug into these M&Ms that were filled with caramel, which were delicious. Oh, game changers, as he says. And They are game changers. And when we asked him, he was like, Tim, these or Frankenstein creation. He's like, yeah, but I like them. <laughs> that was not my argument. You were misrepresenting me. <laughs> I said M&Ms can have variations on them to a degree because they've always had them. Like the peanut M&M has been around just about as long as I can ever remember regular M&Ms or the almond M&Ms. And the peanut butter one's been around for a long time. So it seems to me that M&Ms are not like Oreos where you can have a, a variation of M&M flavors. And I really like the caramel ones. Yeah, they were really good. Do you like not like ice cream if it goes outside the Neapolitan flavors? I don't particularly like ice cream with stuff in it other than like some fruit. I'm kind of a stickler. Like orange pineapple is great or rum and raisin is great with stuff in it. I don't like but fruit I in my juice. You know where I do like flavors. fruit? My ice cream. <laughs> uh, more traditional. Or like grape nut. I can have a little bit of nut in there. But like I, I need to have traditional flavors for the most part. Oh, Tim likes none tiger tail, fancy, right? None of these new fancy raspberry cheesecake blah 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 things save those for blizzards you can have those there that seems to me the perfect place for that chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream is the best ice cream blizzard it's form disgusting. cone form yeah. doesn't matter cookie dough should never be eaten by a human being it should be cooked how it, you know why dare you? you know how cookie dough should be cooked that's what its purpose no, is cookies no. are th- things that are if you buy raw them. cookie dough from the store and not at least half of it just isn't eaten by you doing it wrong I would never eat raw cookie dough on purpose. Cookies, everything tastes better when it's cooked, when it's meant to be cooked. Dough is meant to be cooked. It is not meant to be consumed raw. You can get sick from eating raw dough, for heaven's sake. No, no. You should never eat raw cookies. Cookies are better than cookie dough. No. If I could make a law, no. I would make cookie dough illegal to eat. Even if that is even if that is your stance, you must know that in cookie dough ice cream, the dough probably doesn't have egg in it because they realize you're going to eat it without cooking the ice cream. Before. It's the principle. It's, it's setting a bad example. It's like if you called something poison ice cream. The kids it's would be eating poison. It would taste like the ice cream. You people who have the palates of four-year-olds like cookie dough. Those of us who are a little bit more sophisticated, who have been a little bit more sort of like aged in our in our. Those taste. of us who eat at Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, eat at Sparrow's and ranked plain yogurt as their number one <laughs> flavor of yogurt. I didn't see that it's one. The, it's the best yogurt. <laughs> also, brown number... sugar to it or a little bit, a couple of raisins, you're good to go. No, wait, is plain like literally flavorless or yeah, is that vanilla? Like flavorless. Okay. Vanilla would be yeah, vanilla. Okay. okay. Yeah, vanilla's after peach, I think, on the list. Also, number one, juice. Prune juice. No, it's three. No, that's number, number three. three, thank you kindly. Grapefruit juice is the best juice you can So have. what you're saying is that, uh, let's say that I concede your point that Gary and I have underdeveloped palates. Yours is well past its prime. <laughs> you only enjoy things that people who no longer have taste buds enjoy. But again, great <laughs> marketing idea that sprouted from this. Do you think we could sell prune-based Kool-Aid to, like, senior centers. Maybe. <laughs> or just a Tim. <laughs> yeah, just eat a it Tim. up. 
I would drink it. Do you have any new rankings you would like to unleash on us? Oh, that's a very good question. You know, I don't have any new ones lined well, up. Can I, we just throw random things through. at the wall and well, see uh, if any react? I, I did my uh, my top five video games, my personal five favorite so, so video games. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Tim, had, I I. Tim had Super Mario Brothers 2 as the best Mario game. It is. That, no, that, that is a pure troll comedy. You were right. It's not a troll comedy. Right. You ever it's played Super the Mario original Doki Doki? Oh, yeah. Have you ever played Doki Doki Panic, the original game? No. No one Where has, Tim. It, it, was not, it was never released. Have you? Because it was never released yeah. in North America, you moron. <laughs> it was released. No, it wasn't. Super Mario RPG. Love this game. Great game. Two of these games here are three of them. One, two, three of my two Zeldas. Working out of time, Link to the Past. We're on that list. Working out of time is my favorite game ever. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario RPG, I love. Uh, Chrono Trigger was on that list. And the other one was T-Woods 2006. I ruled at T-Woods 2006. I think I was 2005. I was whichever one they couldn't get the rights to any of the British Open courses. Oh, really? Yeah. Or they could... No, no. It was... It was they, they never switched the course. So if you played career mode, you played at St. Andrews every single time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always preferred the games of... Uh, were nothing like arcade games. When I was a kid, I used to go to the arcade a lot. And I was, believe it or not, I actually wasn't that good at arcade games. You have, you are the single worst video game player I have ever met. Like it's unfathomable how bad he is. At the video way games. the way you phrased it yesterday was the perfect example. Where he Tim's the guy who plays Madden he and punts. he punts, he punts and kicks field goals. I like to play the game the way football is played. Tim, I like when I first met Tim. I went over to his place. We were playing Madden. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm really good at Madden. I always beat the computer. I assume like he didn't say beat the computer. He's like, I always win. I assume he was like playing online or doing yeah. whatever. He was playing like easy mode against the computer. <laughs> Franchise easy I, mode. I beat him 84 to three the first time yeah, we that's played. An that's, that's not an exaggeration. That is exactly the score. That type of score though leads to the. I don't know if it's the best football game, but I, I really am a, su- a sucker for Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, NFL Blitz was the better football game. Of no, it's not. NFL Blitz sucks. I don't like that. NFL oh, Blitz. I, like I, NFL I, I know, I know it's sitting on the set, but it kind of sucks. I like NFL no, uh, awesome. Street more than NFL Blitz. Now, see, NFL Blitz is all about one thing, jamming the people off the line or doing the opposite as your receiver and jamming the DB and just using dub bomb, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, dub bomb. Just use the same play every time. And but, suicide it, Blitz on D. Oh, God. Uh, that, that doesn't work, by the way. Although, Blitz has the thing where, like, if you're up by too much, you'll just... Every time you get hit, you'll turn the ball yeah, over. Yeah. That, that's never fun either. Tim was so shook. It was like fourth and 12 or something like that. I was on like my own five-yard line of Madden. I was like, well, I'm going for it because you go for it. He was already in hey, punt it, mode. Yeah, he was like, I, he's like I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. Just audible? It, oh, it, no. it just got him too shook. I remember the only three points he scored, he kicked a field goal at the end of the half from like the 20-yard line in Madden. That's so yeah, ludicrous. Like to, well, nowadays, that's the way everyone has. Everyone plays Madden that way now because it's become so hard. Like if you Has like it become hard, or are you just even worse nah, at it now? I will say Madden, like Madden, Madden started to suck Madden because it got too whatever, hard. Like, they kick field goals now, and the games are like 16-10. I think it was the, like Madden tournament. 06 when they instituted quarterback vision. And even I was, I was still... No, no, I had that four, one. No, I, I had uh, 06. I had Donovan McNabb on the cover, and I had the cool... Dick. Was that QB vision then, or was yeah, that... Yeah, it was QB vision, but it was QB, like, if you hit, like, the... If we're playing, like, on PS2, you hit, like, the... Uh, L1 and R1, and like it was the easiest thing in the world because you would just focus on one receiver. All the defense would shift towards them. Then last second, you just yeah. shift on the other guys streaking down the field. That's and no exactly one would be near right. Him. I just I remember QB vision for me being sort of the 
the end of the line for me really enjoying Madden. I, I, I enjoyed it more when it was just simplified, which is probably why I really like Tecmo Super Bowl. It's just so freaking easy. Well, I, I think it depends on the generation that you're from now. Obviously, you're a lot younger than yeah, I, I was, am. Yeah, I was 14 when Madden 06 came out. I, that was a game I really should have spent a lot of time That's playing. Right. I was like, we just played it in college all yeah. the time at our place. Lot- I was pretty good at GoldenEye growing up. No, you fair. weren't. That yeah, is such a lie. Also, hot take, like. Goldeneye, shitty game. Thank you. Great, I agree. Great multiplayer, one of the best multiplayers, shitty game. Oh, please. That's I think it's true. it's it's unfairly like heralded in retrospect. Well, no, I get why it's heralded. It was fun to play with friends. Yeah. Sure, but I, I, I still just, not not my bag, really. Mar- Mario Kart, Kart multiplayer is also very fun. Not battle mode. Battle mode is stupid, but like yeah. actually just racing. Mario yeah, Kart 64, sure. oh, yeah. top notch. Better than Wave Race. Delfino Square. No, that was in the uh, Wii version. Right. It's Delfino Square. Also, another testament to how bad Tim is at video games. Now, if you look behind you, Gary, and one of the reasons I have the golf stuff up, do you see Rockzilla up there? Now, can you describe to the people listening to this audio-wise what Rockzilla is? Uh, he is a golfer wearing a bunny costume. I think it's one of the developers of the game. Sort of akin to, like, the costume Ralphie wears in A Christmas Story. Sure. Now, we used to let Tim be Tiger Woods, and everyone else had to be a different color of Rockzilla. <laughs> And we'd beat him by, like, 20 strokes. 20 is, again, an exaggeration. It's not. I used to win at Predator a lot. No, you didn't. I don't think you've yeah. ever won. That's not true. We probably played, like, 150 game rounds of T-Woods. Never won once. That's not true. I've won a few games. We also play a card game. We invented a card game. Only three people in the world know how to play this card game. Four do. Four, sure. Another way, they don't have full grasp of the rules. It's a three-player game. Okay. Me, it's, Tim, and Butts? Yeah, me, Tim, and Butts. The first person just assumes you're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> me, Tim, and... Yeah, that's why they don't want to play by the rules. You're just changing the rules on the fly. It's like, no, I'm not. We, we all know the rules except for you. Um, so we play it, and Tim has a ratio. Now, it's a game we all kind of created. It's just a variation of Crazy 8s. Now, I usually win, or Butts usually wins. We have a ratio. Tim wins one of every 17 times we play. He has zero strategy for the game. He is just out for himself. Now, the whole key is that you, you if someone gets out to the lead, you just play against the other person, stall them a bit, so you no, both no, of I you can win. get to... Just wants to win. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else. I'm trying to win. <laughs> now, inevitably, him trying to win just helps out whoever's yeah. in first. Yeah. It's <laughs> not <Still> like F1. <laughs> Yeah. As long as you survive like, the wreckage of the like, start. It's not just video games. It's like when we play Monopoly and then he's like, I read on the internet that the orange squares get landed on the most. He doesn't buy any of the other properties. <laughs> What's the point of buying them? No one lands on them. That's, again, not an accurate re- representation of my views. Ha- I, have, you ever, have, you, have you ever bought Park Place? No, that one is worthless. I'll never buy that. Worthless. But, and the orange worthless. properties are the most valuable. They're not the most valuable. Yeah, but if they it takes you valuable. seven trips around the board to get all three of them and other people have garnered all the other properties in the course oh, of yeah, you well, doing that, never, it's kind of moot, isn't it? Well, I would never counsel you to only buy those. I would say buy anything other than Park Place or the utilities. No, you don't want to buy the green properties either. Agree, but listen, buy oh, every property. property buy as much. The whole key to Monopoly is just buy it all and then make a trade. In general, yes. I feel like those green properties, they cost as much to put hotels on as Boardwalk and Park Place, yeah, and you have to put more of them on there. But there's three of them. When I was a lot younger, I played with a friend of mine at his house, Monopoly, and his parents enforced this rule where no one was allowed to trade. What? It what? was That's the ridiculous. worst so, so the game, game never ended. of Monopoly I ever played. So the game never ended? Pretty pretty much. Like, it was like it was the worst game imaginable. We used to have a, a circuit, a Monopoly circuit, when I lived in Calgary. It was me, Tim, two of our friends. We'd finish games in, like, 50 minutes. 
Oh, yeah. People well, got aggressive with trades. You played away. Yeah, there was one time May and I were playing by ourselves, and I had him dead to rights. He's like, well, instead of me going bankrupt, why don't I just trade you these properties? And so I was like, why would I do that? I can just bankrupt you now. I'm trying not to lose. He's like, well, then the game is over. Like, well, then the game is over. Yeah, I was like, let me give you a deal. <laughs> Hear <laughs> like, me out. Nuts. You're the little finger of Monopoly? Basically. I'm very little finger-esque. Although, by the way, you the greatest comparison Tyrion. you have made was the Tim as a Game of Thrones character comparison. Oh, Grandmaster Pycelle? I, I, no, I hadn't thought about it, but it. I'm I was trying to think of a better one, but it's not there. Not that's, I'm that's clearly the, the, the Night King. You're not the Night King. He's, he's felt, Tim. You gotta... You need to die first, then come back to life. If I'm not the Night King... Also, too many people believe in the Ander Curse for you to be the Night King. If only one person believed in the Ander Curse and he was running around to all the other kingdoms warning people of the coming Ander Curse, and they were like, yeah, that's a thing that happens, you weren't the Night King. But if they were like... It's just people people are too in. No one really knows about him. Everyone knows about you. You're not Kyburn. He's too competent. I'm competent. Nah... Now with these lists or your bad takes on Star Wars. I could be Randall Tarley. He's cool. He's also like a war general, Tim. Well, I could be a war I could be a war general. No, see, I compared myself. I feel like I'm a Tyrion-based character. I speak very well. People listen to me. But things that I do don't work out. Because Drew and uh, Smiz were talking about it in terms of DFS. And they were talking about all the DFS people. I'd be the perfect Tyrion. People do listen to me and take my counsel, but I never win. Right. Yeah. And Tyrion never wins. Everything he tries, all of his plans are just horrible. Yeah, not not a great uh, military strategy. No, and I'm short, and I just drink wine every day. So, listen, we're I, I'm in the realm of Tyrion. People no, the Night King is the one I want. Well, you don't get the one you want, Tim. Oh. You get to be Grand Maester Pycelle. I feel like I don't I'm, I'm in the Sam him. or Podrick territory. Okay, if, it's not, pod, if actually. it's not the Night King, then, Tim, who are you? Sir Davos, maybe? No. Ah! No. Tim gave well, a, Tim gave he's a, very salt of the earth. He is salt of the earth and very, very honest. Tim gave a very nice best man speech mm-hmm. at my wedding that made you cry. Made me cry. Tim made you cry. I'm man enough to admit that. And he walked out to the Timandaka song. Yeah, DJ really didn't get it. No, he, he didn't turn it up too much. I can give you the video, though, if you want to insert it into the nah, pod. No, no, I only got like one minute to edit the show before I take off That's to true. Iceland. So I mean, it's, it's going to have to really be condensed here. Yeah. Very nice speech, though, Tim. Thank you very much. Well, I it came from the heart. Well, you're still cussed, though. I actually won an award once for not. Is that your most cast. liked tweet of all time? What the t- the Tim yeah. Andercast? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I once asked Josh Gordon to move to Canada so he could gay marry me. People really enjoyed that one. <laughs> there was some. I, I I won't get into it. This is a timestamp podcast. <laughs> something I have like right now. Before we got in here, Josh Gordon tweeted something, and then people were like, "What?" And are you saying that I shouldn't drop Josh Gordon my keeper leagues? It's possible. I still have him. <laughs> Not ours. We have to work on a draft date for that too. Yeah, Tim. When can I? When can I tell you what my keepers are? When I figure out who the keepers are. <laughs> when he comes up with a list of when you can keep them. And so wait, you've been making stupid fake lists for all this time and neglecting the one list that people care about. Okay, so first, none of these are fake lists. <laughs> They're these are all lists. the definitive lists that anyone with any common sense objectively agrees to. Secondly, yes, I've been derelict. I didn't realize the league was reinitiated yet. You're in the league, though. I see your yes, name there. Yes, but I did not realize it was reinitiated yet. Okay. So I didn't realize I could look that up. I'm. So, I apologize. Don't use the Yahoo site for no, the no, draft listen, order. I, we have a yes, spreadsheet. I know this. 
thank you. This is not my first rodeo. Well, sure, I get questions every single year. It says that I took David Johnson in the 16th round. Yeah, but I yeah, don't you, ask you, you that. You remember picking him first overall, right? Well, yeah, uh, but it says he was in the 16th. Like, I just punched them in whatever order they come in. There's a spreadsheet to keep track of it. I know, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the proverbial you. Oh. It's the same person every year, too. Ugh. He's also the same person that misses his times out on his picks only to pick people that have already been picked. The year he timed out with back-to-back picks was one of my favorite moments. We got seven picks in before he ended up making a pick. It was like that year the Ravens got to pick ahead of the Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any more rankings or lists, Tim? I mean, I've always got rankings and lists. Well, give me one right now. I have to go through my list of things. I mean, I... (laughs) My list of lists. All right, well, what's another topic? Uh, we got one time for one more. Okay. Well, I mean, do you have a list of things there you wanted to go through before I went through anything else I had? Nope. No. Okay. Well, let's see. What are some things that have been annoying me? You recently? said you had a lot of stuff to complain about. I don't see a lot of stuff on this list. Yeah, is there anything you you would like to, you know, be nice about? Is there anything that's made you happy in the yeah, last Yeah, well, let's hear some positivity, Tim. Can can we address? Because uh, you you explained this to me, but I was wondering if people online would like an explanation. I was very shocked that Pat had a craft beer option at his wedding, and you seemed pretty okay with that. What about when I oh at the rehearsal dinner? I he ordered a beer and I told the waitress to give it to him in a mason jar. <laughs> he was not impressed with that. Then we took pictures. Then we took yeah, pictures of him drinking from it. Hipster Tim. I, I do have something I wanted to bring up. Who has the twirly mustache it. now, Tim? It was a, it's a football ranking, if you want to talk about that briefly. Sure. Because there's just the thing, this the nonsense that's been a flying around the Internet for the last three or four days about who the best receivers in NFL history are, and this, various people are trying to make this outlandish claim that Randy Moss is the second-best receiver of all time. It's him or T.O. Well, that's it. It, it has to be T.O. It doesn't I, have to be T.O. It has to be T.O. Uh, Randy Moss... Fell, Randy Moss fell off the face of the earth for two years in the middle of his prime. That disqualifies him. Why? Ever being uh, n- uh, number number two on the all-time list. What, what about, what, what about that time that T.O. missed like eight weeks because he tried to kill himself? We're not T. holding T. that had, against him? T.O. had 50 million reasons to live. Uh, listen, T. I had Randy Moss fifth all-time, uh, and I thought that was generous. Do you have, do you have Wayne Krebet ahead of him? I have Jerry Rice first. That's pretty und- undisputable. Uh, Owen second, Hudson third, Hayes fourth, then Moss, then Harrison, then Calvin Johnson, then Warfield, then Tim Brown, and then Larry Fitzgerald. I would have Moss number two, and I love To Moss. Is, Moss. Was I, I don't better. know how you do. Moss I mean, was Moss was just better. Moss was more. No, about, he wasn't. Yes, we. It's like the for uh, not a. It's like the Sandy Koufax thing with the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's just when he was at his peak, he was the best. That's why he always gets talked about in the conversation with the best pitchers of all time. Did he have a storied career? Not really. What yeah, you, which is why what, I always find have, it surprising. Like a four, four year peak. Yeah, which is I find it very surprising that people are so anti Tim Lincecum. And and when this Tim is very pro up, Tim Lincecum. Well, it's guaranteed it's first ballot Hall of Famer. First ballot opinion. Hall of Famer, according. I'm to not Tim. saying first ballot, but like he should get legitimate consideration. I, I agree, feel like he you. won't. Which two, be two, two World Series, two Cy Youngs, because he was three fr- World Series, the best pitcher in baseball for three years. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a shelf life on these things. And football is something, like, at his best. Like, if you took Moss's best versus Owen's best, Moss was better. I don't think so. I think I'll take Owen's. 
I watched Terrell Owens get 200-plus yards receiving in a Super Bowl on a broken knee, and he should have been the MVP and wasn't given it. Uh, I can't imagine Randy Moss doing anything like that. Well, he lost that game. Yeah. So He did lose that game. It wasn't his fault. No. Well, I mean, just garbage time stuff. They were losing in the game. They had to throw. They were Listen, not I don't want to take anything away from T.O. I love T.O. He's one of my favorite players ever. I think T.O. is the best receiver we have seen in our lives. Because we're a little too young for Randy Moss, uh, for for Jerry Rice. We yeah. saw him on Oakland, sort of the tail of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't get to but, see. Uh, we didn't get yeah, to see legitimate actual Jerry. But Rice. I mean, he, no, we never saw him in his prime. But he's also won Jerry Rice. I mean, the reason that he can get talked up as the best ever, despite leading in all the stats and everything, that when he was at his peak, he was by far the best. And his career lasted like twenty years. Yeah, he I'm correct, always, it's, had, it's curious that they actually uh, Peter King uh, did something very Peter Kingy uh, about two weeks ago. I think now Peter King is very Andrew Cust. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Which leads into this sort of like sect of football. So they got twelve people together, King. including King. So yes, eleven people plus King, to do this like twenty-five round. I saw this complete fantasy draft of like NFL history. Like you just pick a twenty-five man real life team, including defenses, and like try to build the best team ever. Team defense? <laughs> no. But my strategy, I was I was talking to someone in the office about this. Because it seemed like every pick was so grounded and like, oh, well, this is the best linebacker ever. Oh, it's the best center ever. And they're all players from like the 60s and stuff. They're I all just, dead. Well, Joke's on them. But even if you take them into like the prime <laughs> of the career stuff, like if you're just going to play football today, you would take I would over... take every player who's played the last five years and they would kick the ass of every greatest offensive lineman of all time. Yeah, they're twice. Who is 225 yeah, pounds. Yeah, every linebacker now is bigger than offensive lineman in 1958. Yeah, someone, someone took Dick. Butt kiss with like their their first round selection because he was the greatest linebacker of all time. It was like I feel like he's gonna struggle in today's NFL. I feel like Adrian Peterson would, would be a hard running back for NFL, Dick Butt kiss to bring down because he would have the physical. He would he would be training and having the nutrition that today's football. He would dominate. I don't think that's a question. Yeah, but he does. Ridiculous pick was that Dan Fouts took Ray Guy with the fourth pick. <laughs> to do that. Fouts also and then like, just reconstructed his job. Why? Because it clearly shows he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He likes Ray Guy, probably his buddy. He's picking a punter with best, his first best pick. punter on the board. Hey, I mean, if I had first overall pick, I would pick Ray Finkel. <laughs> Laces out. I think it was uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Dean. Uh, I always get his last name wrong. Sheldonson. DFS Almanac on Twitter. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he really says he was doing list. He loves. He's, very Andrew Custy, maybe. Uh, did you copy him putting out list him? Is that where no, you're getting this from? Okay, anyway, he put his definitive Jim Carrey movie ranking this list. Oh, okay. And Liar Liar wasn't on it. How many movies Ooh, do you really? think go? Like 10? Really? Yeah. What was number one? Was it. I think it uh, was. Confession. It, no, what's that? Internal movie? Sunshine? Yeah. Which is a great film. But it, it, it speaks to like what do you want from a Jim Carrey too. film when you're sitting down at the end of the day. Like that could be his best performance in a film. It's not the majestic. No, Truman Show is number one, I think. Yeah, Truman, I think yeah, that's gotta be Truman number one. Too. Oh, I don't know. I think I think Ace Ventura one is number one. Like yeah, or, or think, Dumb and Dumber. Because that's what you If think, I'm thinking Jim yeah. Carrey, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like he's excellent in Man on the Moon. That's not a great movie. Did you see the um uh they, Although, they just you know, had Christopher Nolan characters or not Grantland, Ringer. Uh and there was the uh I, I can't remember what the article was about, but they wanted to make. Oh God, I'm forgetting it now. Nolan wanted to make. Oh, a uh, Howard Hughes movie. He was, and he had written it, and it was apparently the the greatest script he had ever penned. And uh, they wanted Jim Carrey to star uh, as Howard Hughes. It's been done. 
<laughs> but that's the thing. He, he scrapped it because they were making The Aviator. Yeah. Um, Underrated Leo movie, Aviator. But they're like saying the it's, it's funny because, like, two years later, it's not as if he scrapped the prestige because they were making The Illusionist. And it's a good thing he didn't. But it's just, uh, it would have been interesting to see Jim Carrey play Howard Hughes. Yeah. And you could probably do it better now. Yeah. Now that he's a real <laughs> big weirdo. Real big weirdo with yeah. weird, yeah. See, but he had that in him the whole time. I wish we were in this like football draft league together where we draft the all-time teams because I would draft the best team ever because you people don't know anyone who played before 1989. So I would just be stacked with the greatest all-time team. But like, when are we playing football? Whenever. Because if take it's now, it I'm going to take matter. the guys who are just bigger. Yeah, can I, can I take Belichick as my coach? Can that be Oh, my they drafted pick? coaches too. Like, I think that would be very important. Yeah. Can okay, we take Vince take Lombardi because he's a real winner? Ah, we're going to run the H-back, and we're going to run the triple I. You have a seal here and a seal here. I would draft Steve Martin when he was on SNL and he had the gun in the backfield because it wasn't illegal at the time. Because, like, this <laughs> this could be preposterous, but, like, we're talking about the greatest wide receiver of all time, and there's no way I can justifiably say that, you know, Jerry Rice was not the greatest wide receiver of all time. But if we're lining up to pick teams and I get to pick a wide receiver at their prime and we're playing today's NFL, probably going to take Randy Moss over Jerry Rice. He's faster than think That's just short-sightedness. Moss is better, or sorry, Rice is better at just about everything. I feel like if Rice, I mean, this is like I mean, a hard if, statement to make, but if Rice played in today's NFL, he he, I, he might die. No, you don't know. I mean, Antonio Brown's the best receiver in the NFL. He, he's little. But, like, if it was me and I was thinking about it and I wanted someone who was giant and super athletic, I would just take Megatron. Yeah. Megatron would be the worst matchup for any of these, like, older defensive players. Tim doesn't like him, but he's a quitter. He's bigger and faster. He's one of the top ten receivers of all time. Yeah, I think I ran some seventh or eighth. I, I really love Megatron. You won't get you say anything bad about him. What's your favorite Megatron moment? Mine is when he jumped over those two Cowboys defenders in the end zone. I think it was on a – no, because they don't play each other on Thanksgiving either, do they? No. Never. It was probably like five years ago. It was just an unbelievable catch. It was incredible. You have Marvin Harrison really highly. Is it because you're that afraid he's going to come murder you? He made an amazing <laughs> grab and jumped over people. What's that? It was that game in the blinding snowstorm. Ah, uh, where you made an amazing grab. Yeah, are you just terrified Marvin Harrison's going to come kill you if you don't rank him highly? Marvin Harrison, I felt like I had him ranked six, and I felt that was too low when I looked at it. How much of, Marvin, him a lot how much of Marvin Harrison is Peyton Manning? I would say that more less Marvin Harrison is Peyton Manning than Randy Moss is Tom Brady. Randy Let's Moss played with Brady for, like, if, what, a season if, and a half? Yeah. If, no, he played for one season because then he played with Matt Castle the next oh, year. Yeah. If Moss stays in Oakland, no, it's not true. If Moss stays in Oakland, uh, he is not in anybody's top ten if he doesn't get traded to New England. That's a fact. Now, I, I think mean, the rookie season Brady, in Minnesota you know, would be seven, enough. In yeah. 09 and 10 and I think part of 11 as well. Uh, Brady resurrected uh, Randy Moss's career. Now, Moss is amazing. Let's not give him his due. But if he had stayed with the, with the Raiders, does anybody think he'd have been a top ten receiver all time? Like, I, I think you'd have all your work cut out for you to make that case. I, I well, this I, is going to be the argument that T.O. is the greatest receiver of all time. Considering you never played there. with a superior quarterback. Yeah, hey, Jeff Garcia is pretty good. He's was. got such a little voice. <laughs> was. Donovan McNabb. I mean, he is played he, with okay quarterbacks. Is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer? Because I think he is. I think he's borderline, and I would vote no. But I wouldn't be against you if you voted yes. Five NFC title games? Yeah, no, so he's borderline. But, like, he was never the best quarterback in the league and probably never the best in his own conference at any single time. I'm so bad with football Hall of Fame because football really does more than any other sport do the championship thing. And it's just never been my 
my my focal point when I look at like the arguments. Well, it's weird because it's the NBA. Everyone gets into the NBA Hall of Fame or the Basketball Hall. Well, of I think Fame. in the NBA, it's like, yeah, well, we've decided that only six teams are ever going to win these things. So if we really discriminate to that extent, like no one's getting in. Like baseball is probably baseball is the toughest. Then it's football. Like how's hockey for the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I feel like it, a lot of I think referees like get into the, Hall of, into the Hall of Fame. It tells you all you need to know about the Hall of Fame. What's that? Like someone like Dino Cicerelli made the Hall of Fame. Doesn't Dino Cicerelli have like 600 career goals? Well, the, the thing about hockey and basketball, <laughs> and particularly baseball, is you don't need to get uh, to use championships as a primary motivator because there's so many games. You have such a sample size. In football, 608 career goals. That's pretty good. Yeah, but he played for like 20 years. Still, it's a lot of goals. Six hundred. I wonder where that ranks on the all-time list. He's probably got what, like twelve hundred career points. I probably know. Uh, yes, he scored exactly twelve hundred career points. Hey, Gary, a no hockey expert. Five yeah. ten, hundred and eighty pounds, right winger. Yeah, well, he spent a night in jail once. With you, so did a, a sensual night in jail. But my point is uh, that you have to use championships more in football because you have so li- so much so much less. So, so little data to use vis-a-vis Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Right? I'm just saying it's it's a blind spot to me because I, I, I don't necessarily like using those arguments. So I, I've, I tend to shy away from the uh, – but it's it's not as if you use – for, oh. like, defensive players. Defensive players never get thrown into the did he win a championship pool. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I don't know. Jason Taylor's getting inducted to the Hall of Fame right now. I think he played for, like, three winning teams. Yeah, but – he most defensive players that you think of that are making the Hall of Fame, uh, or the best defensive players, are all championship guys, right? Like Lawrence Taylor, or you no know, Bronco Nagurski, or these guys. Dino Cicerelli retired with 608 goals. That's 18th currently all time. Yeah. When, so when, clearly, so, I chose a very bad person to bad. So and, and and when he retired, uh, let's see, Jagger has 765. He's still playing. So Cicerelli was ahead of him when he retired. He would have been ahead of Brett Hull because Brett Hull played longer. He would have been ahead of Steve Eiserman or Steve Azerman, as Mr. Clinton would call him. Sure. Um, Timu Solani, Joe Sackick, Jerome McGinnis, tied for 15th in all-time career goals. Oh, yeah. And then Cicero, so he would have been like 10th all-time when he retired. Okay. Of course, so he's in the I fucking Hall retract, of Fame. So I retract my statement. Matt Sundin, 22nd. Yeah. Ovi's 26th all-time. He's got, he's got time on his hands. So he doesn't play in the league this year, so he can go to the Olympics. Uh, I, I don't think that he can get to Gretzky's 894, but that's... He could get past Gordy Howe's 801. It's doesn't matter. I think we've the ever spent talking about hockey. Well, we're talking about my era of hockey. Well, sure, fair. When I watched hockey and knew who everyone was. Like Pavel Bure, your main man. I love Pavel. Oh, everyone loved Pavel Bure. Pavel Bure. I wore 96 in hockey because of Pavel Bure. <laughs> my, uh, my aunt, who was actually at the wedding, her and her wife, got me a video, video for Christmas one year. Uh, it was called Bure Bure, number 10. She was just like, I got to do this video. Burr, burr. <laughs> I just assumed it was about Aaron Burr. And then it wasn't. It was about Pavel Burry. Even, Even better. Just great news. Pavel Burry. Where is he on this list? He, he blew, made the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. As he should have. Like, he, he's sort of that yeah, Sandy Koufax. Yeah, he flamed pretty fast. He blew, he blew yeah. both of his knees. And like, he was also one of the earlier guys through the barrier, right, out of the USSR. Yeah, he was drafted out of the USSR as sort of like, you know, when uh, MLB teams take, like, 14-year-olds yeah. and, like, sign them from wherever. Cuba or whatever, yeah. They drafted him. When, as when the Soviet Union was still up and going, the Red Army was still good because he played for the Red Army. Um, yeah. Just on, like, the spec that he would eventually come over, and he did. That's a great doc, by the way. Have you guys watched that one? Berber? No, the, yeah, Berber. No, the Red Army documentary? No, I haven't. It's fantastic. It's just a lot of Trechiak? Um, No, not really. 
I mean, a, a little Trechiak, but it's 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 a really interesting because it's from the Russian perspective. So it's just it's really fun. There's there's a great line in it about uh, uh, constantly being asked about losing to the Americans and stuff like that. And he's like, Did uh, they lose a lot to the Americans? Well, no, it was just that one game. So yeah. it was it was no. He's constantly being asked about losing the one game like, in eighty. Th- we beat them every time and except the one. And that's what he was saying. He's like, when you're uh when you're a beautiful woman or out. Uh, or, or when you're a lady killer, do you get asked about all the beautiful women you kiss? Or when you're ugly and kiss one beautiful woman and you talk about that constantly, which one is better? And it's like, yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. <laughs> Tim's gone. How's oh, Tim gone? I'm here. Oh, no, he's still there. Tim, you have one last list? One last thing. We got three minutes. Ooh, okay. Uh, well... I wanted, to, I wanted to, I mean, we could talk about this briefly, of how annoyed I am watching. There's nothing else on TV these days other than baseball. I don't know what's happened to the wind-up pitch anymore. It seems like everyone's going away from it, and I wish baseball would institute a rule to prevent people from getting away from the wind-up because that is, like, the most iconic thing that starting pitchers do are those eccentric, neat, neat, unique wind-ups. And for people like Syndergaard or whatever to be out of the wind-up altogether just seems like it's hurting the, the – the aesthetics of the game. I, I'm I, sure there are analytical reasons why some of these guys aren't doing the wind-up Do you anymore, want me to tell you why people don't do the wind-up anymore? It's, it's stupid, a very, it's, and they should have to do the wind-up, and the wind-up is great. It's, it's a very easy conclusion to come to. Now, when you had pitchers like Nomo back in the day, and they were fun to watch because they had the hurricane. Yeah, or Devon Hernandez. Sure. The difference is that if you can get comfortable pitching from out of the wind-up, and you can pitch from the stretch or at least just have a quick move to the plate— then it's not a big deal when people get on base. One of the things that these pitchers really encountered that had the extreme windups is that the moment someone got on base, they fucking sucked. Just but wear and like, tear, too. You can, just you a simpler can figure one. that, that no, problem. You, you have... no, it's all a part of it. It's just to say you can figure that out. You can't figure it out. If that is your process and you cut down on the time it takes you to deliver to the ball to the plate, it helps keeping runners on. If you're not losing any performance, why wouldn't you do so we've it? We've only been doing this thing for five for 180 years, but now we should change it. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't you, matter, though. It's you, like, you'd it, be it, surprised that people have more information today, Tim, than they did in 1870. And regardless, it'd be like telling every golfer they have to, like, swing in a uniform fashion. Like, you can't tell pitchers how they're allowed to pitch. Well, to be fair, we already do do that, by the way. They have to deliver. I mean, there are already all kinds of rules about how pitchers yeah, have to pitch. Yeah, but within the rules, they find the path to pitching that is easiest for them. Like, and half the time, I mean, Roy Halladay is a great example. Like, he took that giant hitch out of his windup, found a new timing mechanism. It's just like hitting. You just find timing mechanisms. You play around with things. Like, you can't tell pitchers they have to throw it a certain way. I appreciate way. this. I'm just saying as a fan watching the game, I certainly enjoy it a lot more. Certainly, as a They kid should growing ban up, you from it. watching baseball. Why don't you just watch, like, MLB Classic all day? I feel like you'd be much happier just doing that. Listen, I've told you before that in my, my perfect calling in life is to be a voter for the MLB Hall of Fame. That's where I belong. I'm 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 not disagreeing. I'm just I'm I'm actually saying why don't you just get MLB Classic and watch, watch it all it day long? Sometimes I do do that, but I just miss seeing no, you the, don't. Old, the old wind up. No, you don't. You don't do that. Like I just preferred it when At you all. had to wind up and you had to wear the you know you had uh, to wear stirrups and people look like gonna, no baseball I knew he was going to wear the high socks. Some people do wear high socks. I feel yeah, like it's more no special. No one wears the stirrups. I'm not talking about the high socks. Are, are you mad when golfers don't dress like Payne Stewart dressed? I wish that they had to. I realize that's, that's probably not going to happen, Deschamel. but I wish that they had to. One one thing that Tim loves is freedom. He also loves telling people what to do. 
But when you're playing a professional sport, it's called a uniform, and it's okay to compel people to you know, follow with a uniform. I mean, the only reason to wear uniforms now is to sell those uniforms to the people, Tim. Yeah, well, you're wrong about that. No, I'm not. They'd ditch them for whatever if it made them more money. Conformity's wrong until it makes someone money. Yeah, just like the do-what-you-feel-like day, replacing the German settlers' do-what-we-tell-you-to-do day. <laughs> just like when Fourth Reich Automotive started in 1946. You really made a nice circle all the way back to the Nazis. Yes, Tim and the Empire. Good guys. Yep. Don't forget. All right, that was Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust Corner, hee 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 I feel like that was a long one. Yeah. It's just I got angrier at the beginning. Usually we don't hit our angry stride until the 50-minute mark, but you were just too ludicrous today. Well, I was wound up a little bit of a few things. You missed earlier on when your phone got disconnected because it was Andercursed. I, that's not a real thing. I mean, it happened. It did There's happen. video evidence of Proof. it. Proof.